Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 87 237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets, for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. 11 to 1. This is LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. It's nice to be back. Hope you're having a good Friday so far. Let's kick things off with Paul Simon. A man walks down the street. Paul Simon kicking us off this Friday morning. You can call me Al. You can call me Sinead. I'm here until one and I've got a couple of messages coming in already on 086-1800-658. It seems... I was missed. Thank you so much. Uh, it is great to be back in the hot seat. Thanks to Paul McKenna for keeping the show on the road for the last few days. I was busy. I was back at radio school. Yeah, they sent me back uh, for the last few days um, uh, on a course. But um, if I, I was busy outside of that as well, because if you caught yesterday's show, you might have heard the report from the launch day of Deirdre Gogarty's legacy statue. OK, so... This is going to be something that I'm going to be following on the show for the next little while until we get achieved this goal. Um, so it kind of started about maybe, I want to say maybe a year ago. And to my shame, I had no idea, like no clue who Deirdre Gogarty was. And I'd never heard of her. And like I'm useless at things to do with sport anyway. Uh, but um, I'm not the only one, you know, who had no kind of idea about her. And this is really why the campaign has been launched. So I decided to be part of the Deirdre Gogarty Legacy Committee, which was uh, spearheaded by Kieran MacGyver who is so passionate about this and he really is giving it everything in regards to getting this uh, uh, statue happening and, and erected in the town. So what's happening really is we're really spreading the word about who Deirdre Gogarty is and how much of a pioneer that she was in terms of uh, sport and uh, it all really started here in Drogheda. This is where the story began. So she is Ireland's first female professional boxer, uh, female professional world champion. She's Drogheda's first and only professional boxing world champion and uh, really her story is one of many adversities. So she was forced to leave Ireland to turn professional in America because it was legal 
to fight here in Ireland and that was something that was only overturned not that long ago really and truly it's it's quite shocking the, the, the fact that it was illegal for women to fight here for so long um, but in 1996 Deirdre Gogarty and uh, the American uh, boxer Christy Martin who was dubbed the female Mike Tyson I mean who gets into a ring with someone that's dubbed the female Mike Tyson Deirdre Gogarty that's who and uh, they had a legendary fight uh, they were basically on the undercard of uh, Mike Tyson's pay-per-view showdown with Frank Bruno in Las Vegas that was back in 1996 now Deirdre lost but that match would just become, that fight would just become so, so important because it really propelled female boxing somewhere towards mainstream at that moment. That was the kind of pivotal moment. And a young girl at home in Ireland who also had a dream of becoming a boxer was watching all of this. And that girl was Katie Taylor. So this is Katie Taylor's idol you're talking about. And I was just so privileged yesterday. Kieran handed me a letter, a handwritten letter from Katie Taylor to Deirdre Gogarty, aged 11, talking about all the typical things that 11 year olds talk about, you know, school exams, that kind of thing. But also other things that weren't typical of 11 year olds about her training and the fact that her dad was really trying to get her a fight. And this she was, you know, obviously still coming up against obstacles and she was, you know, professing how much Deirdre was an inspiration and how she looked up to her. And uh, that's why when we reached out to Katie Taylor to support this campaign, she was the first one back to us. She says, uh, you know, I'm delighted that Deirdre's contribution to the sport has been recognised. She was a true pioneer for women in boxing and one of my heroes growing up. She's been a huge support to me over the years and it's women like Deirdre and her fights with the likes of Christy Martin who paved the way for myself and the current generation of female fighters. And in that letter as well, uh, that's Kate Taylor talking now today, but in the letter she does say at the very end and it's quite like, you know, it, 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 it garnered a lot of emotion for me because she does say hopefully one day they let us, you know, compete in the Olympics. And you're just like, oh my God, hair on the back of the neck kind of moment. Amazingness. Uh, so, you know, look, this is the campaign. We're hoping to have a statue of Deirdre erected in Drogheda in her hometown. We want to keep her legacy alive. We want people to know all about the amazing things that she did for, not just for boxing, but women in sport generally across the board. You know, she is up there. She is a figure of inspiration. And, you know, young fighters coming up the ranks. I met a couple of them there on Wednesday. These girls, you know, need the likes of this statue in the town. They really do. So, it started, the GoFundMe has started. It's a huge target, okay? It's a massive target. But we're trying not to think about the target, okay? Every little single bit helps in getting this off the ground. So if people can donate anything at all, we would so appreciate it, okay? If you go on to GoFundMe and search for Deirdre Gogacy Legacy, okay, you'll find it there. Uh, Deirdre Gogacy Legacy Legacy. Uh, even if you just Google that, it'll come up for you as well. Anything at all. There is a couple of donations trickling in. We are so, so appreciative of that already. And it's only been since, since Wednesday that we launched this. So we're really delighted with the support that this has gotten so far. And really, we have to um, thank all of the media that showed up as well on Wednesday to promote this and write about it and talk about it. Because this is what it's all about. It's all about keeping Deirdre and her incredible memory and her incredible achievements and everything that she's done uh, we want to keep that to the fore of people's minds so we will be covering this on the show quite a bit and hopefully we get to chat to the legend herself now I did chat to a couple of people uh, that you would have heard on um, 
yesterday's recording, uh, including Anne-Marie Griffin. That was brilliant to chat to her. So back in 1991, Anne-Marie Griffin, who was a uh, kickboxer at the time, she and Deirdre fought here illegally in Ireland at the back of a pub in Limerick. And she regaled me with that story and how fierce of a fighter Deirdre was and uh, that was so lovely to meet her as well so if you missed that by the way you can check it out it's on lmfm.ie in the podcast section now back to today and back to the music here's years and years Years and Years with King and LMFM's 11 to 1. Uh, now we're talking about women in sport and we're talking about Deirdre Gogarty and it would be remiss of me to not speak about uh, this issue that had come up when I was off uh, the programme and uh, I actually can't believe how much press has been given to this already uh, but I'm talking about the Republic of Ireland women's team. I mean, it's taken away, hasn't it, completely from their victory uh, with people going on and on about this. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. People are getting offended way too easily, aren't they? Way too easily these days. And, uh, you know, this, I just want to remind people that uh, these uh, ladies are the first Irish side to qualify for a major women's tournament. Yeah, they did it. They qualified for FIFA 2023, right? That's the thing. That is the thing we need to be celebrating here and talking about. Uh, plus, they apologise, by the way. But people are still going on and on and on about it. And they're, let me say, I feel there's been far more worse things. You know what I mean? Going on. There's been far more worse things sung uh, on football pitches by fans and people. Uh, so I'm going to just say, let's not tarnish these women and their incredible achievement. We should be so, so proud of them. I wasn't offended. I wasn't offended. I saw a team celebrating. And by the way, the song Celtic Symphony, it's back in the charts. I mean, like seriously, people need to stop being offended by that and celebrate the amazing achievement of these women. That's all I'm going to say on that point. But I had to bring it up because it was happening when I was off and didn't get a chance to, to chat about it on the programme. Now, it is Friday, which means dance party on this show. And Fionn, our lovely Fionn, has selected another Friday floor filler song for you. I'm going to be chatting about that after these. 11 to 1. With Oh, it's been a long week, hasn't it? We're feeling stressed. It's time to start the weekend early, I think. Yeah. Friday Floor Filler on 11 to 1. So every Friday after 12, we have a little dance party and uh, you know, Fron, our lovely floor filler song selector, has selected a cracking Friday Floor Filler song for you. But just to kind of build the anticipation, he has some clues for us. Okay, so you need to guess the artist and also the name of the song that he has for you after 12. Okay, here is clue number one. Hey Sinead, I have a thumper of a Friday floor filler for you today. I have a snippet of the song in reverse. So take a listen and see if you can recognise it. Here we are. Oh, what do you think? I'll give it another spin. Hard one. Ah, so if you think you know my Friday floor filler, text or WhatsApp into Sinead there and tune in later to see if you got it right. Right, cheers. <laughs> Any ideas based on clue number one? What is Fionn's Friday floor filler song? 086-1800-658. Hello, I'm Harry. The best mix. 
Harry Styles as it was what's happening today now come on now 086-1800-658 I've logged out and in of WhatsApp a couple of times I've logged out and in of the text message a couple of times just to see if there was any issues there's no issues I don't think with the technology uh, now we do have one from Graham saying is the girls allowed no definitely not girls allowed uh, there is another one coming in thinking it's some uh, an ABBA song but not sure what one Oh God, right, we better play this again. (laughs) We better play the song in reverse for you, okay? So here's the song in reverse. What is it? Think back. 086-1800-658. We need the artist and the name of the song, please. Yeah, it's on the tip of your tongue there. That one, you know that one? It was in the clubs. It was like, I want to say... Is it maybe 10 years old? Could be 10 years old. Okay, that's, I think, a clue. <laughs> we'll have to wait for more clues from Fionn, but keep them coming in. 086-1800-658. Now, earlier on this week, the Coronas surprised fans in Drogheda. They popped down to Golden Discs. Uh, the Golden Discs, by the way, are celebrating their 60th anniversary. And uh, they popped down in store to sign uh, copies of their new album, Time Stopped, and to play and to have a chat with me. I'm going to bring you that chat after these. 11 to 1. Irish indie legends the Coronas are back and they have released their seventh studio album it's called Time Stopped and it's really I think kind of a soundtrack to Covid but a really upbeat one and it has uh, the singles Write Our Own Soundtrack Strive and If You Let Me all of which have been really well received by radio and fans alike so the guys have been travelling around the country performing impromptu gigs at Golden Discs stores and Golden Discs by the way are celebrating their 60th anniversary this year so they popped into Golden Discs in Scotch Hall to perform and sign copies of the album. I caught up with Danny O'Reilly and Conor Egan before the madness and I started off by asking them if they planned on writing a pandemic record. Initially I was like made a conscious effort that I wasn't going to write about the pandemic at all uh, but eventually it was it was a bit big to ignore like you know it takes over every everyone's life and it was uh, yeah it seemed weird to even not mention it so what I ended up doing was sort of writing about whatever I was going through personally but in the backdrop of the pandemic so referencing it Whatever I was going through, whatever we were going through as a band is like, oh yeah, and also the world's messed up as well because this pandemic is going on. So it wasn't, there's a couple of the songs that's at the forefront, I suppose, of what it's about, but a lot of the time it's just the sort of backdrop of the story of what's going on in the song, if that makes sense. That was a long answer to your short question. No, no, <laughs> absolutely. We love long answers, but it is, it does feel kind of like the the most, the best kind of uh, soundtrack to our lockdown. It's kind of really optimistic and stuff as well, which is which is, which is is great. But take me back to, you know, we were all kind of were gathered around Leif Radker and his speech and everything else, like, you know, this, this virus is ripping through the world and everyone's kind of panicking. How much of a panic did you guys have? Well, we had an extra panic. Yes. <laughs> uh, with the name for one, yeah, but we had to cancel the tour that we were going to start in America for I think two or three weeks after he announced the whole thing. So obviously yeah. it was kicking the teeth for us. But, um, you know, it was obviously more serious than that. But uh, we were happy to just keep going and we're here back now doing a new album. So it's great. Yeah, yeah well, you do what you can. You know, we, 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 we released an album anyway. Yeah, as Connie said, we had to cancel a lot of tours release the album anyway and then when that was done we were like let's work on the next one like you know and that's where we are now time stopped is out and it feels good and things are back to normal so we almost have two albums to promote now but uh, yeah it was definitely weird at the start for a few weeks in particular we were like what is going on with this thing but eventually I think you know Covid or coronavirus or whatever you call it the pandemic in general sort of 
it took on its own meaning. It's it was we weren't worried about the band name after a few weeks anyway. So uh, it was just it is what it is, just a name. Well, I have to say you, you got ahead of it all right with the re- infamous tweet at this stage to Corona Beer, which yeah. I just thought was yeah, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Uh, but you guys didn't actually start off as the Coronas. You had a very different name first, didn't you? Oh, we had a few different names. I don't, I'm not even sure which one you're, you're hinting at. The Kairos or something, Kairos, which sounds yeah. very angsty, teenage yeah. angsty. We were very angsty and very much teenagers when we had that name, and we were. Uh, we had worse names than that. <laughs> uh, what were, oh, with so many bad names. And then initially, we were just called Corona. We were na- actually named after a typewriter. And then, uh, I yeah, know, I know. The, I think I know the typewriter you're talking about because I'm a massive film fan. And oh, nice. I totally geeked out about this when I discovered mm. this the other day. Uh, yeah. It's from the Cameron Crowe movie, Almost Famous. That that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Very good. So, uh, yeah, we were just loved that film when we were starting the band and we were watching it all the time. Great music in it. And, yeah, we just had to pick a name. At the time, we were young and we didn't really... I think I only Corona Extra the beer was as big a drink as it became about five years later. So we sort of were like Corona, that's a nice word. And then all of a sudden, this marketing, you know, tidal wave came for a Corona Extra, and everyone was drinking it. And everyone's like, "Did you get your name after the beer?" So we were sorted there first. I'd say I'm not yes. listening. Yes, I'm going to say you were there first. Yeah. Uh, but, but and then Corona Beer will say established 1929 <laughs> yeah, or something yeah. in the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, talk, talk to me about getting into the studio together to write this. This is the first one as a trio? Yeah, the first one as a complete trio. Um, I mean, Dave left the band before the last record came out, but he was still involved in, in a good few of those songs, co-writing, and he played on four or five of the tracks in the end as well. Um, so, but yeah, this one is the first one that we sort of, I suppose, started as a trio and, and like started from scratch with no songs as a trio. So, and it did feel uh, a, a bit different. We, we used a lot of our friend musicians, a lot of talented people we play with, uh, Larry Kay, Roshi No, my sister, Keen McSweeney from Drew Tides, just really talented people, different producers and stuff. And we sort of opened the band up to, to make it bigger as opposed to smaller. And uh, it's, it, yeah, worked out, I think. It, it, it was definitely gave us a new sort of, a new lease of life, I think. Sometimes it changes as good as the rest. And, and you know, the new lineup we were invigorated, I think, and just, yeah, felt felt positive about it. So it's been great. The first single is uh, If You Let Me, um, which, is, and I know you're extremely honest in lyrics and everything else. Yeah. Is this about breaking up with somebody or is this about no. falling out with a friend? No, If You Let Me is actually about being there for a friend who's going through a breakup. Okay. So, so uh, yeah, in lockdown, someone close to me went through a breakup and I was just there... And you sort of want to be able to give them advice and get, tell them your opinion, but you can't do that until you're asked. And like sometimes that's hard because you want to just shake them and just go, listen, you know, you're better than that person. You, you're, you know, you'd be fine on your own. You don't need them. Like we can get through it together or whatever. But if they're not asking you for your help, you, you can't really just do that. So it's that sort of thing of you want, you want to help, like just let me, you know. So uh, that's what If You Let Me is about. And um, yeah, I think there's a lot of, a lot of the songs are sort of like I think about Strive I, I was doing this thing now that we're doing all the promo I've been going through all the songs and there seems to be a definite a theme of friendship there and trying to support and I suppose again that's probably subconsciously off the back of the pandemic as well when you want to people are helping each other out whether big or small or whatever like you know so I think that ended up yeah being one of the themes without planning to be and I love the video as well. You look like you're having the crack riding around on a bike in, in Dublin, I presume it is, is it? No, it's actually in London. And oh, uh, Connor and Noxie were meant to come down and watch, but it's they actually... They said <laughs> it was between two and seven in the morning, so... Uh 
we, we, had a, we had a long day in the studio beforehand, so myself and I said, Danny, look, you're doing this in your own. It's grand. You've got to suffer for your craft. Absolutely. You? Well, he's not great in the bike, though. We were surprised no, how well he looked in the no. bike. Yeah. I, n- I was never, I never really cycled to school or anything, so like, I was a bit wobbly on the thing. It was a little small thing as well. So there was a lot of footage that had to go in the bin because I did not look comfortable on the oak, you know, but uh, it was a lot of fun. We worked with two great uh, producers over there, Bjorn, Bjorn and Johnny, and uh, it was good crack. We were filming all day, another thing as well, so it was a long L day, but sure. You know, it's, there. yeah. Only now and again, we actually have to do a bit of work. Maybe that <laughs> night could have been considered work, but it was fine. Uh, yeah, because at the very end, you did that thing at the end of the video where you don't know who it is at the other side of the door. I know. I know. That, leave them. Leave them what thinking. Are, are your guesses? Oh, I, oh. You see, I thought it was a girlfriend, and now I'm going. I don't know who yeah. it is. I do you know what it reminds me of though. That amazing video by Radiohead called "Just." I oh, do yeah, you know yeah, when yeah. the guys sit yeah. lying on the ground, on the ground? Yeah. and yeah, I was like, that. they've just done a Radiohead with this video. That's yeah, it leaves them thinking. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, I just still don't know who's behind the door either. Even the director didn't tell me. It wasn't like we cut it. Um, so uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. You have well, to end it somehow. <laughs> absolutely, keep us guessing. Yeah. But you know, the the crowd is building up outside. There's a level of anticipation out there. I remember myself uh, on how this is going way back. Uh, standing outside to meet a band I'm not going to tell you who they were it's extremely embarrassing uh, <laughs> to kind of you know get the album signed and to hear them perform and everything did you guys do this were you in that crowd waiting to see your, your idols a couple of times for sure I mean we, we played the Late Late Show on Friday uh, and there were, in the house band were two members of Relish who were oh, this yes. band Amazing. that we used to love like and like that now I don't know if we ever went to a signing or anything like that but we definitely followed them around and went to a few shows like and like we're big time up the front fans and I was like that with the frames. I remember going to see a, a, an acoustic free gig of David Kitt and after the gig I asked him for his plectrum. So yeah, I was that guy um, and I was probably 16 or 17 then. Yeah, it's mad to think now that people want to see us because we still see ourselves as those fans and even now like in, we went, played an electric picnic after our set like we were side of stage watching Snow Patrol and I love Snow Patrol and Arctic Monkeys so we're still fans that's a good thing I think about playing at festivals as well you, you get to see other, other acts like you know absolutely absolutely okay uh, normally I finish interviews with asking celebrity silly questions okay. ready for this okay, just like quick fire round okay okay, uh, okay so the first thing okay Connor okay Connor this is for you uh, what's in your pockets right now <laughs> Jack <laughs> Phone, money, cash. Oh, cash. Ooh, a lot of cash. Oh, a few wallets. A few car keys. Yeah. Okay. Marker. Yeah, I've got a marker here somewhere as well. Yeah, on my phone. That's it. Okay. Uh, pineapple on a pizza? Yes or no? No. I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. Love pineapple. Let's just. Yeah, sorry now. Uh, who is the last person you texted? Do people uh, even text anymore? WhatsApp, yes. whatever it is. Uh, I I think we just texted. Or did I just put a message in the group about something? No. Does WhatsApp group count? Yes. No? Okay. Um, yeah, it looks like I was texting my dad actually. It wasn't ah, okay. texting my dad. My dad, mum and dad are away, they're coming back this evening, but I'm not going to see them because we're too busy. So it's like, ah, we'll see you next week. Favourite movie of all time? Well, I know yours, I think. Do we? No, I, don't, I wouldn't all say time? Almost Famous. I'd say maybe Goodwill Hunting. I love that movie. Oh, yeah. I'll say Shawshank. Shawshank. Oh, yeah, very good. They're up there, the all time greats, aren't they? Uh, secret Celebrity Crush? Oh. Uh, Zendaya I've just been watching Euphoria so good so good um, Kelly Cabezzi back in the day oh <laughs> that's a good that's one a, that's <laughs> Saved by the Bell that's a good one I love Saved by the Bell uh, okay song that would have you running to the dance floor um, Regulate Nate Dogg um, Lizzo Good as hell. Good as hell. Yeah. yeah. Would you do it all, give it a bit oh, yeah. of attitude? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, strangest thing a fan has ever said or done to you? 
Um, <laughs> you can tell me. <laughs> haven't had anything too strange, but Noxie has had his hair clipped before. That's right, yeah. Our bass player had his hair cut off at a signing, yeah. Someone just had a scissors, went up behind him, just cut a lock of his hair and started going... It's yeah, now on uh, eBay. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just looking at your locks there. You know, although people would have to reach up quite high actually for you there now. And if your house is on fire, everybody's okay. But what is the one thing you're rescuing? My dog. I have to go in for the dog. Everyone was okay. I know, but Sorry. the dog. Okay. Like possession. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, my dog. No, um, I just my dog's collar and all her stuff because that's more important than any of my stuff. Her bed, her, her dish. Yeah, but maybe a camera, something like that. Yeah, yeah. all the memories on there. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't keep his drums in his house, you see. They're no, in the, you see. So they're safe. Yeah, they're safe, absolutely. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Best of luck with the album. Uh, you won't need luck, it's amazing. Ah, thank and thank you so much for chatting to me. Cheers, thank nice to see you. Cheers. There you go, the Coronas, they were in Golden Discs on Wednesday. Great chatting to them and time stopped. The album is out now. Going to take a quick break and we're back with music from Westlife. 11 to 1. With Ah, slowly but surely they're trickling in the messages and guesses for our Friday Floor Filler song. I'll get to them uh, very shortly. And I've got music from Westlife for you. But first, we're going back in time, back to 2007, where a certain reality TV series dominated our lives. It still kind of dominates our lives anyway. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 Yes, on this day, 2007, Keeping Up With The Kardashians arrived on eCable Network in the US and our lives are never the same again, were they? And today is dessert day, a perfect excuse to indulge in your favourite treat. The origin of this word comes from the French deservier, a word which means to clear the table. This of course reference the dish that came after the clearing of the main dishes served as part of the meal. The earliest references go way back to the 1600s, arriving at the same time as the concept of serving a meal in courses, letting each part of the meal be its own experience. But it's all about dessert today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda and Dundalk showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie there's Westlife. Hello, my love. I want to dedicate that one to Sonia and Martin Finnegan. Uh, they are from Drogheda, wishing you a very happy wedding anniversary that's coming in from Sonia's mum and dad, Loyla and Bernard. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Now, News at 12 is approaching, but after that, we'll have another clue from Fionn for the Friday Floor Filler song, plus a crocodile, a masked killer and a very cool club popping up in Real Reviews with Niall O'Brien. That's all coming your way after news. 11 to 1 with Dua Lipa, don't start now on LMFM's 11 to 1. Oh, we're starting. We are starting because it is Friday, which means one thing on this show. Oh, yeah. Friday Floor Filler on 11 to 1. Yes, it is Fionn's Friday Floor Filler song. Some of you getting it right already. Uh, I have to say, though, on WhatsApp 0861800658, the first people in were uh, Megan... Sorry, now I have to grab their names here. Uh, Megan and Alison, getting it right. They were the first ones in. But Julie Duff and Cullen has it. Also Nevo Driscoll has it. Thomas O'Donnell, he never lets me down every week. He has it as well. Uh, it is not Gala Freed from Desire, I can say. We did that one already. Deirdre, you're going to have to guess again. Okay, we do have another clue for you. Here is Fionn with another clue. 
Hey Sinead, so I've another clue for y'all for my Friday floor filler this week. So in the title of this song, it mentions two European capital cities going from one destination to the other. If you check out our Instagram and Facebook, we have a few more clues up there. Right, go on. Au revoir. Can you guess it? Can you guess it from his clues now so far? We have played it in reverse as well for you. Get your answers in 086-1800-658. Fionn's Friday Floor Filler song coming your way right after the buzz. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Louise. Dwayne Johnson is on the promo tour for Black Adam, which is out at the end of the month. He was shown a video of Kevin Hart mocking him on Jimmy Fallon's show this week, and here's what he had to say. We have a lot of people that come on the show doing impressions of you. Here's this other... Oh, really? Yeah, it's, you might know this guy. Do you this? And then he's like... That's how he talks. Yeah. Wow. He came on here and did that. He came out here and did that. I couldn't... I just... Uh, it's not bad, actually. Well, no, uh, I, dude, but you were laughing at that. No, 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 I was like, horrible. Yeah, I thought it was horrible. I go, we're never going to air that twice. <laughs> Courtney Kardashian is currently dating Blink 182's Travis Barker. On a podcast recently, she talked about being hesitant and nervous in going out on a date with him as they were already good friends. Many fans are saying it shows Courtney has the same insecurities as the rest of us. He would ask me to go to the movies and I just I remember telling my therapist... I was like, Travis asked me to go to the movies and she was like, and are you going to go? And I was like, I could never go. What? And she was like, why? Like, he sounds like, you know, he sounds like a good dad and he's, you know, all the things. And I just was like, but what if he tried to kiss me or what if he held my hand or what if? And she was like, so what? And I was like, oh my gosh, I just, I can't. Like, I was just, I had such a guard up. That's The Buzz. I'm Louise. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Yes, and don't forget you can catch more buzz on LMFM.ie and here with Eddie Caffrey a little bit later on. Back to the more serious issues of the day on this program. Yeah. Friday Floor Filler. Yeah. On 11 to 1. Are you getting it? Karen Endon Chocolate, regular listener and fan of Friday Floor Filler has it. Oh, she does. Yeah. A uh, few more trickling in here. Uh, there's no names on some of these, but one or two getting it right. Fionn, you better just tell them, what is it this week? My Friday floor filler this week is Infernal from Paris to Berlin. Oh, what a tune. Here it is. Oh, it's a classic club album, Infernal from Paris to Berlin, was our Friday floor filler song. Don't worry, Fionn will be back with another Friday floor filler song for you next week. Now, it is time just for a quick break, but after that, a crocodile, a masked killer, a really cool club and an unusual school popping up in Real Reviews. LMFM's Real Reviews, sponsored by Omniplex Cinemas. Enjoy a ticket to every movie with My OmniPass. For more information, log on to omniplex.ie forward slash join and enjoy the greatest blockbusters all the time at Omniplex Deluxe Strahada, Dundalk and Balbriggan. It's Friday and we are talking movies with Niall O'Brien. He's on the line. How are you getting on, Niall? I'm doing very well. Now, you were away the last couple of days at radio school, so I expect a marked improvement in your performance. Well, I did do a very good intro to you before the break. I don't know if you heard that now. 
I, do you want me to repeat I it? I did hear it, yeah. But your intros are all... No, your intros are always <laughs> very good. I just don't <laughs> like when you go, it's Friday, that can only mean one thing. It's Finn, Fionn's four, four for I that. know, listen, look... <laughs> Can we just now put this to bed, right? You are both equally important yeah. on this show, okay? Do you know what I mean? But okay. Fionn's a newbie. I need to keep him, like, you know, confidence okay. building, keep all of that. Sweet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't he want does him a lot to... of hard work. He does. Yeah. He does. Like you. Like you, he does a lot I of just, hard work. I just wing it. I come in wing it. I wing it. <laughs> he I does don't not even wing see it. half the things I'm talking about. Can I just say, I've got, like, sheets sheets here of Niall O'Brien not winging it. So, uh, <laughs> get get let's get down to it now. You have a, a competition uh, for us, as you do every single week. That's right, our regular segment, Who's That Talking Now? Identify the voice of the mystery actor or filmmaker. You get a pair of tickets to the Omniplex Cinema for the film of your choice. Yes, and they have locations, Omniplex Deluxe Venue in Drogheda, Omniplex Dundalk or Omniplex Balbriggan. And there are some cracking films out right now. The best way to see them is on the big screen and you can get full show times and booking at omniplex.ie. I haven't had a sneaky listen. I was too busy it's, bopping away there to yeah, <laughs> earlier <yeah>. on. <laughs> it's very easy this week. And of course, it's always somebody can connected to one of the films or shows that we're talking about but it's very easy Okay so no clues required if you can guess the name of the actor in this clip you can get yourself a pair of tickets 086 1800 658 here it is By the way just so you know when we were doing Halloween H2O we did ask Mike Myers (laughs) to do a cameo where he just walked down the street past me and I just did one of those Oh I love it I love it. So easy. Come on now. 86 658 She is a scream queen, really, isn't she? She is, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so um, we're very excited about not just Halloween, but you've got a crocodile here. What's going on here now? Yeah, we have a, we have a, two movies that are out today. Uh, couldn't be more different, really. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen either of them, but, uh, you know, I thought I'd tell you about them. So first up is Lyle Lyle Crocodile. And this is, uh, for I'd say, kind of ages four up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a live action movie, except for the crocodile, which is CGI. And it's about a family uh, called the Prim family. They move to New York City and a young son is investigating the attic and he discovers Lyle, an anthropomorphic crocodile who can't talk but he can sing Ooh. and he sings with the voice of Sean Mendes love who it I'm not familiar with but that's Susie yeah. <laughs> uh, and it turns out that Lyle was <clears throat> discovered by a magician and impresario Hector P. Valente played by Javier Bardem uh, and he discovered that he could sing and he wanted to kind of get fame and fortune with him but unfortunately Lyle suffers from crippling stage fright so yeah he's got a case uh, of chokes he has so Hector kind of abandons him and uh, goes off and the family move in but they're initially as I would be very scared of a giant singing crocodile Uh, but they start to bond with him and things are then complicated because uh, Hector P. Valente returns and the prim ha- prims have a, a neighbour downstairs who doesn't like the sound of all the singing, wants to know what's going on. And if they have a crocodile in there, he's going to make sure that it gets shipped off to the zoo. Okay. So basically, the prims have to band together to protect Lyle and Lyle has to overcome his fear of the chokes, as you say. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, look, it's a musical. It looks it's like it's singing fun. Singing crocodile, yeah. Singing crocodile. You know, that's it. So I think they're going for a kind of a Paddington thing. Now, that's yes. a big target to go for. 
But, you know, I mean, if you're looking for something for the kids, the younger kids, I would say, then then this this is it. And completely different, completely on the other end of the scale. Halloween ends this week. <laughs> yeah. And this is, of course, the, it, in, it ends until next year. You know what I mean? It ends un- until they reboot it again. Yeah. But this is the last in the reboot trilogy, I suppose, uh, which started, uh, you know, we had Halloween kills before this and uh, the other one then, which I can't remember now. Uh, we have, of course, Jamie. Lee Curtis back as Laurie Strode in this. It's four years since her last encounter with Michael Myers. She's living with her granddaughter. She's writing a book about her experiences and post-traumatic stress. Um, Michael Myers hasn't been seen in four years, so I'm sure he's gone. I'm, oh, sure, yeah. he, I'm yeah. sure we'll never see him again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, what happens is in the town, Haddonfield, where she lives, a young man uh, is, uh, he's been accused of murdering a boy that he was babysitting. Mm-hmm. And it kind of ignites all of this kind of memories in her, if you like. This young man ends up having a relationship with her granddaughter, She's not very happy about it. He's a little bit odd. We have a clip here. Okay. You can tell how odd he is from this clip. Okay, here it is. Halloween ends. Allison is not equipped for this relationship. And I will not let her get hurt. So stay away. You started this! You brought me in. You invited me. But you're the one to blame. If I can't have her, no one will. You want to help Allison let her live her life? She has me now. Ooh, I'm going to say that's intense. That's an intense relationship. I'd say yeah. Michael Myers is, is not the worst character maybe in this film, but I've not seen it yet. Like I say, this is the end of this trilogy, this reboot trilogy. So, uh, but like you say as well, it's the end for now. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go and see it. You know what I mean? I will see every Michael Myers Halloween film. It's just, it's, right. it's, it's, it has to be done. You know, whatever you're going to say. About this, especially this time of year. Yeah, it has to, has to, has to be done. Uh, now we're moving over to streaming. And uh, before we talk about uh, the Midnight Club, I'm just going to butt in here. <laughs> oh, on on you if that's okay for a second yes of course um, yes because I do have to talk about this. This is The School for Good and Evil and we did feature uh, the director of this movie, Paul Feig, during the week. Uh, He is the director of Bridesmaids, Spy, Simple Favour, that kind of stuff. And this is his first foray into the fantasy genre and it stars Sophia Ann Caruso, Sophia Wiley, Charlize Theron, Kerry Washington, Lawrence Fishburne and there's Michelle Yeoh, uh, Demi Isaacs, everybody, from The Young Offenders. She's in this as a minor role uh, but she really stands out. She's amazing. Uh, So it's basically, uh, it's based on the 2013 novel of the same name by Soman Chiani I think is how you pronounce his second name and um it centres on two best friends Sophie and Agatha so they're living in a village called Galveston it's kind of it's not quite picturesque it's somewhere between you know Bell's Village in Beauty and the Beast and basically Salem from Hocus Pocus that's kind of the the world you're talking about right Uh, so every four years two teens are kidnapped um, into the surrounding endless woods Uh, basically this huge smoke shape with red eyes appears and they are snatched away to the school for good and evil where they train to become fairy tale heroes or villains now most fear this unknown force but pink loving Sophie dreams of being kidnapped to become a princess however 
Her best friend Agatha is the daughter of the local witch and is kind of sulky and angsty. Uh, she is deemed perfect candidate for the school for evil. So to both of their horrors, they are actually snatched up, but they're sent to the wrong schools. So Sophie is a never and she's sent to the school for evil and Agatha is an ever and she's sent to the school for good. So they try to switch schools, uh, but Agatha just wants to go home. But this proves difficult because Sophie is determined that she is good. Also, she's smitten with uh, uh, the son of King Arthur. So there's problematic things oh. there. Uh, then you have the headmaster played by Lawrence Fishburne. He gives them this riddle to solve. So if they do solve it, it'll prove that they were in the wrong schools. But um, look, I don't want to give too much away. The trailer kind of gives away a lot. Uh, but let's just say Sophie begins to relish her role as a never. OK, and that's all I'm going to mm. say about this. Um, now, like I told my good friend Paul, because we're friends now. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like if Cinderella stepped into the upside down uh, by accident, you know, that kind of thing. So it has kind of all the ingredients that you love about fairy tales, but it completely subverts them. So, uh, you know, it's kind of it's very dark um, but it's incredible looking like a lot of thought went into the look of this uh, so it's really a visual feast I'm going to say costumes are unreal as well uh, two leads definitely watch out for these two we're going to be seeing a lot more of them they work so well together the chemistry is great and they steal scenes from Charlie's Theron and Kerry Washington they're kind of minor characters Um Charlize Theron plays like the dean of the school for evil and Kerry Washington is the dean for the school for good and you know whilst you've seen Charlize Theron as an evil character in Snow White she's a very different evil in this and she's kind of I feel like she has layers that could be explored in, in, in further films um, so this is a great one for tweens I'm going to say even though it is PG-13 I think kind of 11, 12 year olds will really love this and uh, there's a few scary creatures in there so maybe not for the younger younger ones I thoroughly enjoyed it it's really really good and this is going to be the next big franchise to be kind of looking forward to each time uh, it, it's out. So yeah, big thumbs up for me, The School for Good and Evil. It's dropping on Netflix on October 19th. Oh, very good. Right. Yeah. That's, that's uh, one to look forward to. And your interview was fantastic. I heard it, even though I was sitting here going, well, why is she talking about films and I'm not involved? <laughs> I stole them all for myself. Uh, so you have something equally spooky on your list here. This is The Midnight Club. And I, I think I heard something about this. Is this based on Are You Afraid of the Dark? Kind of. No, this is based on a novel by Christopher Pike, but it's slightly similar, I guess, to Are You Afraid of Dark? But I guess it skews a little bit older. It would be young adults, maybe older um, adult, uh, older teenagers, really, rather yeah. than uh, stuff like that. And this is The Midnight Club. It's on Netflix now. Um, it came out last week and I've just I've raced through it because I enjoyed it so much. Um, it's a, I'm, I don't know. I don't like going trigger warning, but it, it involves... Um, uh, terminal uh, young people with terminal cancer. So okay. if that's something that you don't want to to watch, then this is not for you. But our main character, Aman Benson, she plays Alonka. She's a, we, we meet her. She's a star student. She's very optimistic. She's just about to graduate. She's going to college and she gets a diagnosis of terminal cancer. She starts to research it and she comes across this um, hospice called Brightcliffe um, where uh, she discovers that she thinks that it might hold a secret kind of hope. There might be a, a, a chance for a miracle cure for her. When she arrives, she meets all of the other residences. And, and what happens is these teenagers, they sneak out of their rooms at midnight every night and go to the library and, and gather and they tell each other scary stories. So we have a clip from the trailer here just uh, to give you an idea. Okay, here it is. I'm Dr. Georgina Stanton. Welcome to Brightcliffe. Every living day here is a win. How long have you all been here? 
about four months for me. Five. Three. Three. 63 days, 17 hours, and 11 minutes. You don't know the minutes. I'm going to die. All of us here are dying. This is a hospice. My parents told me this was a boarding school. What's in the basement? I dare you. No, he doesn't. It takes a lot to scare me. No, wait, don't. Don't. Don't actually go down there. What is this? It's kind of a club. You guys sneak into the library every night and... Make ghosts. Tell stories. Make ghosts sounds better. Yeah, I've seen this pop up on Netflix. It's definitely one that I'd be interested in, I think. Yeah, I mean, I I found it I found it funny. You can hear there this humor in it from the clip. I found it scary and I found it very emotional and and uplifting, which I was kind of surprised because of the subject matter. But um Iman Benson is fantastic as the lead character, this girl who refuses to give up the fight for life. But I really want to shout out an Irish actor, Ruth Cod who's in this. She is brilliant as a character called Anya. Uh, She is crass. She has a chip on her shoulder. She is angry at the world and what's happening to her body and everybody else. But all of her friends kind of still love her and you love her by the end of it. And she she is brilliant. She, this is her first acting role. I think she was discovered on, on TikTok, I think. Um, So, and she just does an amazing job. But like I say, I, I just found it, I wasn't surprised to be affected by it as much as I was when I got to the end of it. Now it doesn't tie up in a neat bow. They've kind of left a lot of questions unanswered for a season two, but um, I, I was very impressed by it. Okay. So it's streaming right now on Netflix, the midnight club. So moving to TV movies for the weekend and tonight T.G. Cahar at five past nine. Yes, it's a sequel, a rare Western sequel from 1976. (laughs) The Return of a Man Called Horse, obviously a sequel to a movie called A Man Called Horse. And it stars Richard Harris. He plays in the first movie. He was an English lord who was kidnapped by the Sioux tribe. And in this one, he kind of comes back years later and starts, you know, to to fight for him. I've not seen it, actually. I've seen the original one, but I've not seen this one. So I might watch it tonight. Then uh, tomorrow night on RT2 at a quarter past nine, The Commitments from Uh, 1991. I really don't need it. I had to put it in. You have to put that in. Anytime that's on, people are going to watch it. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and then on Sunday on RT1 at 10 past two, Close Encounters of the Third Kind from 1977. So before he was making cuddly aliens in uh, <laughs> with E.T., he was making Mysterious. We're not sure what to make of them aliens yeah. in, in this one, but it is a great movie as well. Absolutely brilliant. And they are all getting it, but who is our mystery voice this week? It is Jamie Lee Curtis, of course, from Halloween. Absolutely brilliant. Niall, as always, thank you so much for jam-packed real reviews. We'll chat to you next week. Talk to you next week. Bye. 11 to 1 with LMFM. Missed out on your favourite LMFM show? Not to worry. Love that one, Dermot Kennedy. Something to, something to someone. Now it is time for this. LMFM Job Search. With thanks to LMFM Online. Check out the latest Northeast news, sport and entertainment on lmfm.ie. Quite a few jobs for you today. The Lathe and Meath branch of Down Syndrome Ireland requires an early intervention teaching contractor to provide early intervention support to infants and preschool children with Down Syndrome in their own homes. To apply, please see vacancy section on dsilmb.ie. Rainbows Community Services requires social care leaders and workers for their children's residential services in Drogheda and Julianstown areas. For inquiries, you can email info at rainbows.ie. 
Navin Hire and Hardware requires an experienced mechanic and candidates with an interest in mechanics who want to learn. You can apply to HR at nhh.ie. Carlingford Heritage CLG requires an experienced heritage tourism projects manager. To apply, you can check out the career section on the website carlingfordheritagecentre.com. Trinity Laundrette and Dry Cleaners requires a full or part-time experienced laundrette worker in the Drogheda area. To apply, email kevinthornton at gmail.com. And Frameform Steel Systems Limited are recruiting staff for their technical and production departments at their new facility that's in the Finnebar Business Park in Dundalk. For details, check out the job section on their website. That's frameform.com. Don't forget all the details of those jobs can be found on our website in the job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search. The best music mix around. There's Pink with Walk Me Home. She has been back in the news actually recently uh, for an old tweet of hers. This is a a tweet that she uh, posted back in 2009 about... Kanye West and uh, if people are following Kanye West and all his antics basically he's banned again from Twitter uh, he had a two year suspension which I didn't think that was two years so it was very quick uh, but soon after his return Kanye West made a controversial tweet uh, that was flagged as being anti-Semitic and he's just been just kind of bananas really he's just yeah I don't really know what's going on with him uh, but apparently back in 2009 Pink was calling him out and like don't forget 2009 Kanye West was kind of you know very much people were like huge huge fans going on about him being a genius all that kind of stuff and she says uh, basically she goes uh, he's a piece of SH1T uh, it was in the t- in the tweet and she was like you know just don't be falling for him and uh, it's been retweeted now uh, recently with people saying she always knew she always knew and never fell for him so there you go Pink she's calling it way, way back in 2009 now going to take a break and we're back with the winner of our Omniplex tickets 11 to 1 want to say congratulations to Paula Hodgins in Drogheda it was of course Jamie Lee Curtis you're getting the Omniplex tickets this week don't worry next week Niall will have more for you that is our lot on the show for today and for this week thank you so much for your company going to leave you with the script have a great weekend chat to you Monday LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets we bring the showroom to you or book a new showroom appointment on 087 660 4237